And hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 43. I am your host, Paladino Joey Awajan. Today is Wednesday, December the 30th, 2009. And of course, you may have guessed it'll be the last Timberwolves explosion of 2009. And we will be reigning in the year 2010 with episode number 44. The famed 2010. Yes, the 2010 free agency will be a mere months, a few months away. It's going to be very interesting. Who will the Wolves get? Will it be Joe Johnson? Will it be Chris Bosh? Will it be Dwayne Wade? Or will it be uh, Orlando Tucker? Is that who it's going to be? We're just going to re-sign Orlando Tucker and say, you know, you know, uh, we're, we're satisfied with our current club. You know, we might make a couple tweaks here and there. And, uh, you know, it's all about cohesion. You know, it's all about cohesion. We're going to keep all the all the stars together. You know, we're going to keep all the stars together. You know, <laughs> that'd be like pretty much a Kevin McHale approach. Um, well, hey, some of these guys are, um, I wouldn't mind if they stuck around a while, some of them. I wouldn't mind guys like Damian Wilkins and Ryan Gomes sticking around, believe it or not. Those are the kind of guys you always assume would be a part of a trade. Um, you never know. Well, there was a trade this week, a very, 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 very low-end Move, which, you know, sometimes those are kind of fun, I guess. Uh, I guess. It's a little bit interesting. I'll get into that in a little bit. That'll be part of the deal today. Of course, we're going to review four games. It was going to be two had I did this show yesterday before the Spurs game. Unfortunately, there's been a little back-to-back since against two very, against two teams I don't like. (laughs) I hate the Spurs, and I dislike the Jazz. Basically, you know, two teams I've just never really liked very much. Don't like their logo, don't like their uniforms, don't really like their players especially. Um, Their coaches, well, I don't like Popovich very much. I don't mind Sloan, but I don't really care for him either. He's very intelligent, very good. Both of them obviously are very good. I mean, look at Popovich with four rings, but yeah, you get the idea. Um, The Wolves experienced their first two-game win streak in about a year. And they're right back on a two-game losing streak a mere 24 hours later. Wonderful. (laughs) So much for that, right? Yeah, the Wolves finally lose to the Utah Jazz, unfortunately. And uh, what a freaking surprise. The Wolves lost to the Spurs last night. But before that, we're going to enjoy a little bit of um, of winning ways in Minnesota for a very short time. (laughs) As Minnesota was able to win against New Jersey and Washington. Yeah, not exactly the two greatest teams of all time, but New Jersey and Washington. So those four games we'll be talking about. We'll also be talking about uh, the. We'll be talking a little bit about how Al Jefferson has been adjusting to the uh, the triangle. We're going to review the little. Tri- uh, we're going to be talking about the poll that'll be at the end of the show. The poll about Al Jefferson. We'll get into the little results. We had one comment response, which I appreciate very much. I'd uh, like to get a couple more out there from you in the next poll. It's a Kevin Love poll. That'll be the very, very end of the show today. We'll talk about that. Also, i got to mention, though, to you guys out there, I thank you always for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Um, that's something i got to mention. Got to mention that. That's just part of the show, part of everything. You know, got to thank all of you for listening and, of course, the flagship Website of this show is thesportstuff.com, and the other is timberwolvespress.com. I'm going to talk a teeny tiny bit about Timberwolves Press also later in the show. 
So we're just going to get into the game reviews right about now. That's right. And, uh, well, the first of their little two-game win streak was Wednesday the 23rd. At New Jersey, the Timberwolves get an early Christmas present from the New Jersey Nets. Um, 103-99 in New Jersey. The Nets still winners of only two games. The Wolves won their sixth game of the year at that point in time. It, it felt pretty good. Uh, the Wolves are winning most of the way. New Jersey made a slight surge late in the game. Minnesota overcame it, and that's what mattered. Uh, Al Jefferson was just all over the place. 13 of 23 from the floor, 27 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds, and the assists. The assists have been picking up for Al Jefferson of late, and uh, that's definitely something that we're going to be talking about. This guy's really starting to uh, show what he can do in the old assist area. He's starting to set people up in a nice way. Unfortunately, Al fouled out very late in the game, but the Wolves luckily were able to hold on. Um, just a really nice game for the Wolves yet again, as the whole assist thing has really been picking up of, of late. 23 assists total. Flynn's have been going down, but Flynn was outstanding in this game. He kind of set the tone early. Al Jefferson sort of took over later on in the game, the second half. Flynn really got things going, though, early on. He also got five assists in the game and four steals. Just four steals. Created some fast breaks along the way. Uh, Corey Brewer, 7 of 11 from the floor. He was the recipient of some of those breaks. He was able to finish on them anyway. That's why his field goal percentage is so high. Damien Wilkins, of course, remaining in the starting lineup. Uh, did not return. Uh, Gomes doesn't return until the Washington game. Ryan Gomes actually returns a little bit early. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a sec. He's actually looking kind of good off the bench. But Damien Wilkins has been pretty solid as a starter for the Wolves. Uh, some nights the numbers aren't there, and other nights they are. And uh, the guy is just a very versatile piece. He really is. Three rebounds, three assists, two steals, 14 points. I mean, we're talking about a stat filler. And how Gomes is, is that kind of guy as well. It's just it's cool to have two two guys like that on your team. That's some veteran leadership right there. I mean, a lot of people don't think of, in the past, you didn't really think of guys like Ryan Gomes and uh, Damian Wilkins as veteran leaders on teams. But, hey, that you're going to be hearing that from Kevin Love and Al Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson's really technically becoming a veteran already. But guys like Love and, and uh, you know, Hollins and Ellington, they're going to really look, uh, they're going to say that they looked up to these guys. And Flynn, of course, and even Brewer. You're going to hear that later on in their career, that guys like uh, Gomes and Wilkins really helped them out. And um, it's it's pretty cool. It's just funny to see a guy who's 30 years old and Damien Wilkins, 29, 30, right around there. Um, yeah, he, he's a veteran already. And uh, people my age and even some that are teeny tiny bit younger, remember his his uncle Dominic Wilkins and his father Gerald Wilkins pretty darn well. You know, they're pretty they're they're old guys. They played quite a while ago, but still we we remember them. It's just <laughs> it's interesting when you think about that. Uh Nathan Jawai and, and Pavlovich have pretty much uh fallen out of the rotation. Petrov didn't really get any playing time, virtually no playing time whatsoever until tonight against the Utah Jazz. So I'm not sure what's been happening with old Petrov who showed a lot of energy much earlier in the year, but uh, Wayne Ellington continues to get better and better and better, and he was pretty good in this game as well, three of six from the floor, and he's a pretty good rebounder for a, a uh, shooting guard, seven rebounds in the game, very, very cool indeed, so this was a nice finish, uh, the New Jersey Nets though, as I mentioned, gave the Minnesota Timberwolves an early Christmas present, and you know what it was? 
Well, the Nets were trailing by four points. They had the ball with about 19 seconds left, and they just screwed around and screwed around and screwed around until they could until they had to pretty much jack up a shot with four seconds left in the game, and of course they missed. It's like, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and uh, it's like, yeah, that's why the New Jersey Nets lost their 27th game and won only their, or I mean, had and still stuck with still had only two wins on the year at that point. Things like that. That what what the hell were they doing? That's about that's about as good of uh, clock management as we used to see with uh, Dennis Green of the Minnesota Vikings. Just retarded. They just gave it. They just pretty much gave it to us there at the end. And uh, hey, we'll take it. And Rusty, who is the host of the crossover, him and P Mac, great, great, great show. Not mean to get truck trash, but uh, I'm sure you, I'm going to be hearing some f bombs from you when you talk about this game and the. Uh, <laughs> And you talk about the poor clock management late in that game. It's inexcusable. And, of course, I called into the crossover for a second time. So I'm their first and second call-in of all time. So I'll stop talking about that game. That was just a lot of fun, though. There's no doubt about it. We're going to move on right away to Saturday, the 26th. So Christmas already over at this point in time. But we got a late Christmas present from two of our old pals, Flip Saunders Randy Foy, and Randy Foy, excuse me. Um, no sign of Mike Miller. Imagine that. Imagine that. No sign of Mike Miller. Out. Injured again. And of course, I talk about that on an article in Timberwolves Press. I'll mention that super quick. I also write for TimberwolvesPress.com. I even put a poll up on there. Different from the poll on the the SportsStuff.com. I'll mention it super quick. question is, which dunk was the Wolves play of the year? The Ryan Hollins dunk over uh, Andre Blatch? or Corey Brewer's dunk over Corey Fisher, do check it out on uh, TimberwolvesPress.com. And if you haven't seen the article yet where I pretty much mention a lot of good, uh, some good things that I'm seeing about the Wolves and saying, hey, you know, a, a reason for fans to give this team more of a chance rather than just write them off because Kevin Garnett's no longer here. So do check it out, TimberwolvesPress.com. I, I also add uh, the Ryan Hollins dunk over Andre Blatch. And, of course, that happened in this game. Against the Washington Wizards. Andre Blatch. I just love saying that. <laughs> and one thing real quick. Imagine this. Just just imagine this. Kevin Love had a double-double. Can you imagine? That's, I, I can't believe that could happen. It's just a miracle. Yep, 17-10 and 10 for him. Only five rebounds for Big Al. He only shot four of 13 from the floor, relying a little too much on that baby hook a little bit in this game. Luckily, uh... Luckily, he brings back that up-and-under move in the next couple of games, but eh, he was kind of off off a bit in this Washington game. As I mentioned, only 4 of 13 from the floor. But here's the good sign right here. Five assists for Al Jefferson. That's right, five assists for big Al Jefferson. Those are the, the assist numbers have really, really picked up of late. Ramon Sessions has, has been playing pretty good of late. His assist numbers have really been picking up. He gets five assists in this one. Um, I've been really happy with Ramon Sessions. Uh, he sucks, and I mean totally, utterly sucks at the free throw line this year for some odd reason. Only two of eight from the floor. Uh, it's just, it's confusing. I, I don't know what his problem was. He's an 80% free throw shooter coming into this year. This year he's right around 60, so not sure. He, I guess he just, I guess the Pooh Richardson uh, DNA has from those old jerseys has rubbed off on old Ramon Sessions. As Pooh Richardson, as, as you remember, inexcusable for an NBA point guard, shot 55% from the free throw line. What? Yeah. Yeah, you heard that. 
Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. That is pretty, pretty freaking bad. That's, <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'm getting a little bit off topic, but that's about what Ramon Sessions looks like right now. But at least his assist numbers are moving up, so, oh, goody. You know, that's a good thing. It's something good about it, and uh, he, he's even a solid rebounder. His defense is average, but uh, the Wolves did win the game, and that's what counts. Ryan Gomes returned from the ankle injury off the bench. Almost immediately was able to get uh, a nice and one off an offensive rebound on a pretty tough shot. It was a nice, uh, it, it was a nice introduction for Ryan Gomes. He got the rebound and just kind of did a fadeaway, so to speak, and kind of flung it in there. It was kind of a wannabe uh, Al Jefferson almost in a way, but it was a little bit actually tougher than his uh, baby hook because he was under heavy duress. Ryan Gomes under heavy duress, as uh, Trent Tucker would say. The former Minnesota Timberwolves uh, analyst. God, I miss him. As great as Jim Peterson is, I like Tucker too, man. I really did. Uh, that was a good intro for him, though. And uh, Gomes has come off the bench ever since and has looked pretty good in that role. Uh, I'm sure he'll be starting again soon, though. He's really starting to get his timing back as of tonight against the uh, Utah Jazz. Ryan Hollins, though. Ryan Hollins had a couple of really nice uh, plays in this game, a couple of highlight-type plays. One, Randy Foy. This is this is Randy Foy, man. This is Randy Foy being Randy Foy. He was going up on the baseline. Just slow. Slow as heck. Kind of lazy. Ryan Holland, so I mentioned, isn't, isn't the... You know, he, he's a little bit out of control is his timing with blocking shots. But, uh, you know, how he's super athletic and he's really, really long. And uh, that's going to definitely help his chances of becoming a great shot blocker if he can get his timing down a little better and calm down a little bit. My God, did he block that shot. <laughs> he slammed it against the rim. Just slammed it. And, uh, or excuse me, slammed the ball against the backboard. The back ball did not hit the backboard. Otherwise, of course, that'd be goaltending. Foy just looked lazy and uh, dazed like he normally was with the Wolves. And like I mentioned in that article, yeah, Ricky Rubio isn't here, but I got to think we're going to get something better in return than Randy Foy and Mike Miller. Starting backcourt for last year's team, yeah, is is gone. I'll take Johnny Flynn and Corey Brewer any day of the week over Foy and Miller. I'm sorry, yeah, they're they're raw, inexperienced, but the defense is better for one, and I mean embarrassingly better. They're unbelievably faster, and they're a billion times more exciting. So that's why I say this year's team is slightly is a slightly better watch than last year's team. I think they are. Randy Foy is a bust. Flynn will not, and I mean will not be a bust. And God forbid, Corey Brewer ain't going to be a bust either. No, he's not. Because here it is. As the Wolves just kind of kept pulling further and further away in this game, it's this it started to click in my head. The Wolves are going to win two games in a row, and Al Jefferson has five assists. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, five assists. My God, the world really is going to end. Seriously, two wins in a row? Two wins in a row? <laughs> five assists for Al Jefferson, really? That's like saying the Constitution still exists. And that there's going to be an announcement next week that there's intelligent life on Mars. I mean, they might as well come to that, too. Five assists for Jefferson, two wins in a row for the Wolves. Hmm. All right, enough of my sarcasm. But you know what, folks? That's like... Hmm. It's about as believable that the, that the Constitution still exists. Yeah. But enough of that. And they mentioned Corey Brewer and his quickness and entertaining. He's just such an entertaining and more talented player. 
Yeah, he's not going to hit three-pointers like Mike Miller. But Mike Miller didn't hit three-pointers either, so so screw that idea. Anyway, did Mike Miller shoot threes last year? No. Yeah, like one out of every five games he'd attempt maybe three. So what's anybody's point there? I mean, I, luckily I haven't been hearing anybody crying out that they missed Mike Miller, but I do remember getting savaged on the ESPN boards. Not the TSS boards. I posted it on both saying Mike Miller sucks, basically, is what I said, and I got attacked on the ESPN message boards. Uh, I don't recommend the Timberwolves ESPN message boards very much at this point. There's just a lot of people on there that are really on there to talk wolves. They just want to attack anybody that disagrees with them. So enough of that. <laughs> uh, well, it's up to you where you go, but I just not a place I really choose to go at this point in time. Let's move forward. Minnesota heads to San Antonio. And of course I didn't, uh, I wasn't even going to, I was going to review this game next week, next week's show, but I just didn't get around to the show. I thought I was going to have Marcus the Forecaster on, but, well, when he gets stuck on a project like fixing a computer or such, somebody else's computer, you don't really hear from him anymore. He's just gone. And, uh, well, he didn't miss out on much, did he? The Wolves looked pretty competitive in this game for a while, but the stupid Spurs just took over in that second quarter, and there was no turning back. It was just classic Wolves versus Spurs, and... I'm going to rant a teeny bit right here because I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, the Spurs, the Spurs drive me nuts. 12 of 23 from three-point range. Uh, felt like a heck of a lot more than that, though. Yeah, that's about 50%. And uh, I don't know. The, the way they play, it just feels like they're trying to rub it in our face every time they play against us. Amazingly, Mano Ginobili only had 14 points, but he was one rebound away from a triple-double. Yeah, he had 10 assists. How about that? That's crazy. Um, these these guys, though, I swear, they're up 15 points, 12 points, 17 points, whatever, in, like, fourth quarter, and they're jacking up threes. And and they've been, and they, they do it every time, and they'll make, like, I don't know how many things. They made, like, six of their threes, I think, you know, in the fourth quarter. And it, it just feels like they're rubbing it in, and they always do it, and it drives me nuts. It, it drives me nuts. I think it's real punk of them, actually, to be honest, out, out there. Uh, this is one of the million reasons I hate the San Antonio Spurs. For one, I don't really... <laughs> for one, I think their attitude is kind of... It's just... I just don't see them as that classy of a team. Like, sure, they play the game right and all that, but... They're the kind of team they complain about every call not going their way, basically. Any call that doesn't go their way, they whine and cry like babies. Just like the Lakers, of course. But um, the way they just, they, they seem to rub it in against teams like the Timberwolves. What kind of championship dynasty rubs rubs it in against the Timberwolves? What the hell is your problem, quite frankly? that That's, that's my question to the San Antonio Spurs out there at times. Um, it, it just felt like that. A lot of you out there might disagree with me and uh I don't care go ahead and disagree it's just it just seems like it, it seemed like this has been it seems like this has been going on for about 4 years now and I'm sick of it <laughs> quite frankly so um I am not a fan of the Spurs and uh that's all there is to it this game was just garbage like like always Jefferson had a nice game love had a nice game 20 and 8 for Jefferson three more assists for him 18 and 12 for K-Love um but, you know, I get really sick of the Spurs. I, I just do. Flynn 
Flynn played pretty good, but his assists have disappeared. He only had two in this game, and he only had, what, two tonight also. So we switch very quickly over to the Utah Jazz. Petrov finally gets to play again. Finally gets to play again. Huh, it's been about 40 years. And, uh, well, the Wolves played decent early on. They kept it fairly close. Jazz really pulled away, though, in that third quarter. That's when it's like, ugh. The Jazz took a 17-point lead at one point in the fourth quarter. The Wolves just explode down the stretch, though. However, Darren, uh, excuse me, Darren Williams, I was calling him Daron Williams most of last year. Darren Williams with another 10-assist game, or 10-plus assist game. I believe it's 10 games in a row against the Wolves that he's had over 10 assists. Yet, it seems like a lot of times Wolves point guards do really good against Darren Williams. Tonight, not really. Not really. This is the worst, yeah, i got to say this is the worst game for Wolves point guards, including Randy Foy, who had some good games last year against Utah. This was definitely the worst uh, game in, in a while for Wolves point guards. Uh, Sessions actually had a pretty good game, though. Four of six from the floor, nine point six assists performance, along with two steals. Flynn, though, only two assists. And seven points. He only played about 22 and a half minutes. Didn't get into foul trouble or anything. Just didn't, I don't know. For whatever reason, they liked Ramon Sessions more. Sessions did, did play well, but I don't, I, I didn't see anything about Ramon Sessions that would tell you that Johnny Flynn shouldn't play. I mean, he did shoot three of six from the floor. It's not like, and Mo, well, and all of his points were in the paint, Johnny Flynn. It's when he slashed. He didn't make any shots. He slashed to the basket. And uh, it, that worked out nicely. <sighs> Sessions was uh, was in the uh, the game pre- the whole fourth quarter for some strange reason. He's okay, but I'm telling you, he's a lot slower-paced player than Johnny Flynn. And I mean a lot slower-paced He'll create a couple turnovers as he got two steals tonight and was a nice little part of that run, but I'm telling you, he, he wasn't the main reason. It was guys like Brewer and Love, mostly. Jefferson even, yeah, Jefferson actually, too, with five blocks tonight, four more assists for Big L. But a guy who only had six points going into the fourth quarter, finished with 17, he made it two threes, was Kevin Love, finished with 17 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists, and also had three steals in the game. I mean, the guy was everywhere. Jefferson and Love just dominated tonight, and it was uh, really, really nice to see Jefferson Jefferson was 10 of 15 from the floor, and it it was better than it looks on paper, folks. The up and under is way, way completely back now. I mean, he did a beautiful up and under on Millsap, another one on Miles, and uh, he didn't lay it in. He just slammed it in. Because Jefferson seemed to want to lay it in a lot earlier in the year. He has been playing with some serious aggressiveness of late. And uh, notice his field goal percentage is a lot higher. No surprise there from Al Jefferson that his field goal percentage would be higher because he's playing more aggressively. And uh, I'm I'm really impressed by him. Gomes also added 11 points off the bench. But the best bench player, you know, you might want to say it was Ramon Sessions. But uh, you could also argue it was Wayne Ellington who was everywhere tonight. He did have three turnovers, but 13 points. And uh, his shooting is starting to come around. It is a couple of long twos, and he did make one three. Uh, Wayne Ellington just continues to get better and better and better and better. So I'm very happy with the production level of Wayne Ellington. But the thing is, that little deal (laughs) 
The nice comeback by the Wolves. They got within three points. They came all the way up within three points because Kevin loves energy. His three-pointers, his rebounds, and his assists. Just a little bit of everything. Um, It's just an awesome comeback by the Wolves in that fourth quarter. Thanks to Kevin Love. Sessions was fouled later on. And, of course, yeah, the Wolves Wolves are only down by three points. So it's like, here we go. Here's a major opportunity for the Wolves. And um, what happens? Of course, Sessions, again, missed the first free throw, and it's like, whatever. Whatever. Forget it. Or actually, no, the Wolves are down by four at this point. Excuse me. But, yeah, you can make it a one-possession game. We'd be within two if you made both of them. Whatever. Misses the first free throw. What a surprise. Seriously! And that was pretty much all she wrote there. Just the same old deal. Same old deal. Oh, for the love of God. And, uh, that's all there is to it. That's the end of that game. The Wolves lose by four. But it was still a fairly entertaining game in, in the end. Um, 107 to 103. Nice finish for the Wolves, but, well, nice finish until the very end. But, uh... That's pretty much all she wrote there. So, going to end the game reviews here, and we're going to get into a little other stuff right after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 43, which is a reminder for iPod users. All right, well, I already talked about Timberwolves Press earlier. I'd also like you to check out Purple Mafia and Brave the Wild, my other two podcasts, Vikings and Minnesota Wild, so that's all there is to it. The sportsstuff.com and iTunes, that's the end of that. Well, we got some other topics to talk about, and I better get to them as soon as possible here. First and foremost, El Jefferson has been getting better and better in this uh, triangle offense, and it's definitely evidenced with his um, the increase of his assists. Uh, that's just the on-paper part, but you can, but it's it's more and more noticeable. And uh, he's getting a lot more one-on-ones, and he's taking advantage of those, and that's when he can get those uh, up-and-under moves and not be crammed down the middle. Um, all, but, yeah, he's setting up people for outside shots a lot more, and it's it's really been a nice success of late. Very, very cool indeed. Um, Al Jefferson's comment is, well, they're saying how Al Jefferson didn't have too much faith early on, or was a little bit confined, uh, excuse me, that he did doubt Kurt Rambis' offensive system earlier. Uh, heck, even Michael Jordan doubted Phil Jackson a, a while ago. So, who knows? I mean, the triangle offense does work if you get her going. Um, Jefferson's comment, oh, there have been times, I'm not going to lie, there have been times in October and November when I was like, why the hell are we running this offense? But Coach said something to us that made a lot of sense. Coach said people doubted Phil Jackson with the triangle, and they won three championships in a row two separate times in Chicago with that particular offense. There have been times I was like, this is not going to work, but now I'm eating my words because it, it is working for us. And, uh, yeah, heck, even the Bulls were all confused, and Michael Jordan said, I don't like this freaking offense. As I, I still remember that comment. I'm sure he used a different word, but that's what I remember seeing on ESPN a while back, at ESPN story with MJ. Um, yeah, another co- quote from Jefferson, I don't think we... I don't think we have no choice but to trust in the offense because coach for an hour in practice has us doing dummy o. It's hard to run our offense in practice because we all know <laughs> what we're going to run. In games, it becomes a lot easier if we're doing the right thing. Sometimes, being a young team, we stop trusting it. 
I think the whole month of December, not just the last seven games, we've been trusting the offense a lot better. I think the last seven games, we've been running the offense a lot better. I'm trying not to choke here, excuse me. Keep that uh, a little bit better there. Until then, though, and perhaps even after the trust had been tested, uh, here's Jefferson again. There have been nights... There have been nights I wanted to say this offense is not getting me my shots. Then I look at the stat sheet and I'm getting 14, 15 shots. It's just I'm not making them. So I can't play the offense even though I want to. I can't. I've got to be a man about it. And yeah, really the thing with Jefferson is he wasn't taking the right shots, to be honest. He was. He needed to get that up and under move. And I'm sure Karambas got to him about that more. I mean, the guys up and under moves are beautiful they're, they're definitely a thing of beauty, and uh, that's where Jefferson's success came in the past. Heck, he, still, he, he had it going on three years ago and when he was still in Boston when he started to really show what he can do. That's why the Wolves are interested in, in him from the Boston Celtics in that whole Garnett trade to begin with. Let's throw a little teeny bit more here with Jefferson. With this offense, you're going to move the ball. If you just let the defense load up, Load up on you when you catch the ball. It's going to be hard like that. But when you move the ball, unstoppable, man. Exactly. So I'm going to finish with that quote right there. Exactly. You got to move the ball. You got to move the ball because guess what? If people are moving down, are really kind of moving down to Jefferson, collapsing on Jefferson, that's the word I was searching for. Oh, by gum, somebody's open on the uh, up in the perimeter. And it just might be Kevin Love who's been on fire for three. If Kevin Love happens to be rotating up there, which I'm sure they're going to be doing that more and more, uh, Johnny Flynn, Johnny Flynn's three-point shot has improved dramatically. So I'll mention that real quick. I was going to, I wanted to get to that today. Johnny Flynn's three-point shot has improved dramatically in December, 38%. He started out the year shooting about 27. Funny, when the offense starts working better, Johnny Flynn's three-point percentage is 38. That is very cool. You could see Johnny Flynn possibly becoming a 40% guy from beyond the arc as his career continues to blossom and as this offense continues to blossom. Because, I, folks, I got a good feeling about Kurt Rambis that he's going to be here a long, long, long time. And I think Flynn and Love are going to be here a long, long, long time. And if Jefferson continues to get better at this triangle offense, well, that might be why David Kahn has been talking about standing pat because Jefferson has adjusted to this triangle offense a lot better than it appeared to back in November. I mean, it looked like a mess. It didn't look like a triangle. It looked like a confused bunch of players. That, that's all it was. It was a Bermuda triangle, as uh, my buddy on Timberwolves Press would mention. It, that's what it was, a Bermuda triangle. Everything going haywire and uh, going down into the drink. <laughs> it's starting to look good. It's starting to look really good. For a young, inexperienced team, they look pretty good at the triangle. Um, better at the triangle than others may have expected. So, that include on that part, anyway, one final bit of news to talk about is that the Wolves did deal for Orlando Tucker and Cash. They got a 2010, a 2010, not 2010, 2010 second round pick, along with unproven forward, Orlando Tucker, the former Wisconsin Badger, and cash, and cash to pay for Tucker's salary the rest of the season. So basically we got him for free. That's cool. For free. And, uh, of course, they dealt away Jason Hart, who had an unguaranteed contract. 
So very interesting. They're looking to acquire an asset. The Wolves were in possibly Tucker, and of course that second round pick is the asset, something to keep or trade. Uh, it's 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 very interesting. Very interesting indeed. They did get him for free, as mentioned, a hundred times. Also, one other thing of note, real quick, before I conclude things, the Wolves discussed a, discussed a deal with New Orleans that would have brought veteran guard Devin Brown. Devin Brown is a fairly known guy who could shoot from the outside. Former San Antonio Spur, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Cavalier, New Orleans Hornet, and of course he was in New Orleans twice. Charlotte Bobcat had a couple of nice years with the Hornets and Bobcats in particular. Uh, the guy's a little bit older. He's 31, whereas uh, Orlando Tucker is only 25. Um, both of them would have been expiring deals. And, of course, as mentioned, Hart is pretty much out there, was pretty much a trade-bait guy. Teams looking to uh, reduce their salary cap because it's a non-guaranteed contract. The Suns immediately waived Hart after dealing Tucker's guaranteed $1 million. I kind of feel bad for, for Hart a little bit. Um, when you think about that, just being used for somebody that could get cut, but uh, maybe he'll be back, because the Wolves do need a third-string point guard, just in case something goes wrong. Sure, we have two nice point guards, two really nice young guys at the point guard position, but if anybody gets hurt, you got to have a third-string guy. So, I'm sure Jason Hart will eventually get some type of position, as he's, he's stuck around for quite a while. Former Timberwolves uh, training camp invitee, way, way back in the 99-2000, believe it or not, I still remember that's how crazy I am. I still remember Gerald Wallace. That's right, Gerald Wallace being a training camp inventee about uh, seven, eight years ago. Eight, eight years ago. Yeah, I'm still, I'm talking about the same guy, Gerald Wallace. Yeah. Former Sacramento King and future Charlotte Bobcat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet a lot of you out there didn't know that, did you? I bet a lot of you don't, but I do remember a guy. I do remember Gerald Wallace. On the walls. <laughs> Swallow that one, folks. Swallow that one. But yeah, that's the funny part. Now, I kind of digressed a little bit there. As the Wolves made a mistake with the whole Devin Brown thing, they actually reported that they had acquired Devin Brown from the New Orleans Hornets before the deal was done. The deal, they thought it was done, but it hit a snag and it went away. It would have been for Jason Hart. So instead, we got Orlando Tucker, the former Wisconsin Badger. Uh, kind of funny there as well. But um, so far, that's the only calls they've heard about is Jason, according to David Kahn. Other than that, well, we'll find out. We will find out. A uh, big thing with Jason is, yeah, the contracts would have to be uh, guaranteed after January or, or sometime in early January. So that's why Jason Hart was sought after. That's the way things go there. Orlando Tucker has uh, not really done much. 29th player in the NBA draft of 2007. That was the Corey Brewer draft. He's averaging about uh, about three points a game in his career. Not really played hardly at all. Very sparingly, about eight minutes a game. And about 60 games in a three-year period or two-and-a-half-year period. Nothing much going on with him yet. You never know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. We'll just have to wait and see what happens for that. Uh, it's mostly just... You got a guy for free, why not just look at him, what the hell, you know, what the hell. And you just might even re-sign Jason Hart later on in the year if you need a third-string point guard, or you feel you might you might have that need, or if something does come up. So, we're going to move to the uh, the polls really, really fast. So I'm going a teeny tiny bit long yet again, that's just the way it's going. 
because I didn't get the the show up a little bit earlier. I had to review an extra game again, extra game or two, unfortunately. The poll last week was how long will the Wolves keep Al Jefferson? The uh, four ants, possible answers were long-term for one, another year or so for two, and a trade could happen. Three, he'll be traded this summer, and four, he'll be traded by the February deadline. Um, well, he'll be traded this summer, one, with 43%. 14% apiece went to another year or so, and the February deadline. Those two got it, and long-term went to about 29% right there. So he'll be traded this summer. A lot of you are thinking he'll be traded this summer, which includes a possibility of a draft day trade or previous, you know, right before the draft, something like that. So only 29% of you think Al Jefferson will be here long term. Unfortunately, I went in the summer thing as well. Uh, we'll see, though, as he continues to get better at that triangle offense. Maybe he will stick around. We'll see. As mentioned, there was one comment mentioned, and I do appreciate it. Ossie Wolf, my buddy, Ossie Wolf, fellow... Uh, or excuse me, a major uh, major loyal listener to this show. I do appreciate it very much. His comment is, I think with love at the four, the Wolves will start looking for a better defensive center, someone to block and better fill the lanes, better to trade Al for a center than run the existing combo. And yeah, you don't have a true center in those two guys. Al Jefferson's kind of like an Amari Stoudemire who blocks even less shots than Amari Stoudemire, I guess. Might be a little bit better overall defender than Amari, but... The shot blocking isn't really there, though it was tonight. He got five blocks. He's average, he's still averaging less than one block a game, though, unfortunately. It's Big L. So, yeah, it would be nice to get a true defensive center. A guy like Emeka Okafor, who wasn't a uh, who wasn't as inconsistent as Emeka and injury-prone, and apparently a chemistry problem. He's just, I don't know, he doesn't have a very good attitude, does Emeka Okafor. If his attitude was a little bit better, boy, he would have been a nice... I mean, he's the kind of guy that I would have really sought after as a possible free agent this summer, because he will be a free agent this summer. Um, not for $80 million, though, that's for sure. <laughs> so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Good thought, Aussie Wolf. As uh, the Wolves have never really had a true defensive center. Maybe Ryan Hollins can kind of quietly become something like that, at least off the bench. He sure as heck has athleticism as that dunk. Andre Blatch was something to see, and I recommend you checking that out on YouTube. It's also right on the front page of TimberwolvesPress.com. would be nice if you Wolves fans out there to go to TimberwolvesPress.com to see that video. would only help that site a little bit. So, real quick, one final, the final, the new blog is about Kevin Love. And the question is, will Kevin Love be an all-star in his career? Um, the three answers are yes, as soon as this year, two, yes, in the future, and three, no, not that type of talent. So do check that out. Right now, I say yes, in the future. So probably not this year, just for the sake of, uh, they probably won't pull him in, but you never know, maybe. If he keeps playing like he did tonight, he might have a chance at that. So we'll just have to wait and see there. It'll be uh, very cool. So going to conclude with that. I recommend all of you out there to please call into the phone line. It was really nice to hear from Bob from Minneapolis last week. And I definitely uh, encourage you, Bob, to call in once again. would be terrific. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. would be great to have you on board on the show. Maybe even some of you from Terminals Press out there would be great to ha- have you call in. Because <laughs> I know some of you out there from TP listen to the show 
Rusty or PMAC could call in, too. That'd be nice. Those guys are from the crossover on the sportsstuff.com. Just would be terrific to hear from any of you out there. Do call in. Also, do sign up for the message boards. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner, the front page of the website of sportsstuff.com. It says TSS boards. Do click on that, and then click on the register button on the left side. And when you do in the uh, referral bar, type in Paladino Live, two separate words. Mention me as a referral. It would be terrific. And uh, there you go. You'll be a part of things that is 100% free and 100% fun. So thank you always for listening to the show. Again, I... If I got this up a little bit earlier, it would have been a, it would have been uh, a little bit shorter. But whatever, things are things are going okay. Glad to know that the show is doing well for you out there. So, rate me on iTunes if you could. That'd be great as well. Give me a nice rating and uh, put a nice little comment out there. Nice little word for future listeners. So, again, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.